This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, June 9th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I asked Matt this yesterday, but uh, are you dealing with a heat wave where you are? Uh, no, it's actually very nice around here. I'm in uh, North Carolina, and it's probably running around high 80s, low 90s most days, which is standard for this time of year. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, we're up to the low 90s here in Portland, Oregon, and people are kind of freaking out, <laughs> uh, complaining a little bit. But uh, it's definitely hot, it's muggy, but, but I like it, personally. It's nice. Yeah, I don't- I don't even consider that that hot. It's uh, it's just kind of a normal summer temperature to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's been good. I'm excited that uh, summer's around the corner, finally. Cool. Well, we're going to look at DFS picks for Tuesday, for this morning. And as always, we're going to start at catcher. So, Brad, who sticks out to you uh, behind the plate on Tuesday? I pulled out five names, and in general today, it's there isn't that one matchup where I'm like, really excited about it. You see a lot of you know, obvious run potential. There's definitely a lot of plays you can make today, but they're more of a, you know, could happen kind of thing rather than will happen. Uh, so that in mind, uh, one of the first guys I picked out was Evan Gaddis against uh, Carlos Rodon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually like Rodon a lot today against the Astros. Definitely has a lot of potential. He'll rack up some strikeouts. Uh, his issues with walks, uh, his uh, kind of a shallow repertoire, uh, kind of all work together. Maybe give uh, Gaddis a chance to hit a home run with that platoon matchup. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, I actually got a tweet yesterday, somebody letting me know that uh, Gaddis is not a catcher in DraftKings formats right now, uh, okay. which is which is fine. Uh, again, uh, we try to not be too format-specific uh, here on this podcast, trying to cover all the bases we can but um, Gaddis definitely, you know, may qualify a catcher for some guys. And I wrote his name down, too. Um, again, yeah, I had him. I, I brought him up because he got Chris Sale on Monday. And Matt was like, no, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. Against yeah, Sale Rodon, might be a little too good. <laughs> yeah, but against Rodon, you know, a guy that, that certainly has good stuff in his talent. But, um, yeah, Gaddis likes to hit lefties and has that pop to, to run into one, for sure. So the Astros, I don't know, that's a that's a boomer bust game, top to bottom, kind of. Oh, yeah. Another one I liked, uh, at Coors Field, Yadier Molina. I imagine he'll be quite popular uh, mm-hmm. going up against Jorge De La Rosa. He'll have the platoon advantage. He's pretty cheap. Hasn't mm-hmm. hit for power whatsoever this year, but he yeah. hasn't... His history, I think he can definitely turn around at Coors Field. <laughs> I was never really a Yadier guy. Are you? I like him well enough. He's a high average hitter. Uh, that's, you know, the basis of the profile when you're, mm-hmm. uh, looking to pick him up. Uh, Which is nice in Colorado. Yeah, definitely nice in Colorado. I could see him easily going two or three for four. Uh, could pick up some doubles, even a home run. Uh, you know, it's just, it's a good place to hit, and that's really all it comes down to. A whole platoon advantage against a, a decent but not spectacular pitcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even if his numbers against lefties aren't looking as good, uh, I mean, they typically are, but he's been slow this year. More right. importantly, possibly more importantly, Jorge De La Rosa just struggles against varieties, and mm-hmm. that could, that could be a, a big help to him. Um, I like that. 
I started with Matt Wieters against Eduardo Rodriguez. It's nice that Matt Wieters is back. He's a switch hitter who actually prefers to face lefties. And Eduardo Rodriguez is a left-hand. I like Eduardo Rodriguez, though. Are you an Eduardo Rodriguez guy? Uh, definitely. I've been using him since the day he got picked up, and you know, so far so good. I'm I'm a little hesitant about him tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of in both directions, actually. Uh, so I'm not sure how well I feel about the actual Orioles hitters doing a lot of damage. They get shut down a lot. It's it's kind of strange. I, I feel like it might be fluky, but they just get shut out or you know, put up a one or two run game pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have their outburst days, so you know, maybe they can turn it around on uh, Rodriguez. Uh, but I I'm just uncomfortable with the lineup right now as a stack. Mm-hmm. I certainly would look into individuals. Uh, Weeders is definitely an option. Uh, we'll get to other positions later, but like Adam Jones is another guy who's kind of underpriced and uh, with the platoon advantage is worth a look. Who else do you like at catcher? I uh, like uh, Miguel Montero against Anibal Sanchez, mm-hmm. uh, just just because Anibal's kind of had this home run problem this year. I'm not sure how much I buy it as a continuing issue, but if it does happen to you know, leak into today. You know, Montero should be in the, somewhere in the middle of that lineup. Uh, get good RBI opportunities. Also, sort of like uh, Russell Martin against Dan Heron. Uh, not super excited about it, but Heron's not terribly impressive as a pitcher. He's a mid-rotation guy, holds it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin could definitely put together some hits against that. Yeah, he could uh, run in the trouble. In, in the dome, for sure. Just like Brad Hand did. We talked a lot about Brad Hand yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he, I believe, off the top of my head, got two outs in his start. Uh, <laughs> which is, that's a tough day. It's a yeah. tough day. I was talking about Josh Donaldson against a lefty in Toronto and how that's exactly when it's worth paying for him, but he's, he's gonna be expensive and obvious, but yeah, hopefully that was enough if you paid for him. But I don't know. It's tough, those guys. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton was also awesome. Right. But, uh, yeah, stacking against Heron, I'm fine with that. I have, uh, do you like Jan Gomes against Rowena Elias? He's a guy that tends to like to hit lefties. Yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, Gomes has been pretty cold since returning and even mm-hmm. before he went on the disabled list. So I would like to see him you know, string together at least a couple, uh, hits. Uh, maybe a couple multi-hit games in a row before I'm you know, fully on board, or at least maybe a couple home runs. Uh, it's definitely a cheaper play you can make for today. I hope that it's uh, it comes together for him. Mm-hmm. And then the last name I wrote down is Francesco Cervelli against uh, Youngman. You I, I assume it's Youngman. I didn't look yeah. up the pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Youngman, who I can't honestly tell you much about other than he is not don't believe he's pitched in MLB this year so far. Uh, yeah, pitching for the Brewers. And Cervelli has just been good the last couple of years, in partial time last year and more time this year. And he's better against lefties, but are, do, you, do you believe Cervelli at all? Uh, he's one of the names I wrote down today. It's just a kind of mediocre-type matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, Youngman's... A guy who probably about eight strikeouts per nine, uh, maybe like four to five walks per nine. Mm-hmm. So not great command and control. Uh, decent stuff, though. Uh, 
Cervelli's definitely a guy who could put up a multi-hit game against that. Yeah. Okay, uh, any other catches for you? That was it. Okay, cool. On to first base. Where does your list start at first base? Oh, it uh, it also starts with Miguel Cabrera. Uh, he's facing John Lester. Uh, it's a platoon advantage game. At the same time, it's also John Lester. Mm-hmm. So there's a limit to how excited you could be. Yeah, uh, I was... I, I love the Tigers against lefties, but John Lester... So, like, yesterday, again, Chris Sale gets the Astros. You're like, man, the Astros like to hit lefties, but no way with Chris Sale. John Lester's, like, right on that line for me. Yeah, and and this year, he's giving up a lot more home runs, and, uh, you know, it's just his whole profile has kind of taken a half step backwards. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm definitely more willing to... You know, take a shot at a stack against Lester than a guy like Chris Sale. At the same time, because the Tigers are so expensive for the most part, it's hard to use that stack while also getting a good pitcher in the lineup. So maybe you want to go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other first basemen you liked? Uh, what are some of those other directions you considered? One of the other guys I like is Anthony Rizzo. Uh, he's up against Anibal Sanchez. Same same story as with Montero, except Rizzo has a much higher ceiling. Uh, just mm-hmm. a fantastic hitter, uh, platoon advantage against Anibal. It's a pretty good situation to have. Uh, also, really like Joey Votto against Aaron Harang. Uh, Votto likes fly ball pitchers. Harang's a fly ball pitcher. It's in Cincinnati, the second best place for home runs uh, in general. So it's just it's about another where, really uh, solid matchup. Yeah, that's when you'd want to pay for Votto then, for sure. Yep, and his price has gone up quite a bit in uh, recent weeks. Uh, you know, the sites have kind of figured out that he's you know, back to old Votto and you know, kind of a, a, an elite type hitter. Mm-hmm. How about um, Pedro Alvarez against Taylor Youngman? I left Alvarez off my list, but I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just I jotted down ten names total, and yeah. Alvarez didn't strike me as top ten of those. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned him the other day, Matt asked if I was still on board with him, because I used to love him when he was hitting 30 home runs, but mm-hmm. if you're going to hit 220 or whatever, I was saying you got to hit at least 25 homers, and you slow down a lot. Um, but yeah, he gets a he gets a rookie, so if you are a Pedro Alvarez guy, you could run into one for sure. Uh, I have Lucas Duda against Chris mm-hmm. Heston. Uh, Chris Heston is not getting out lefties, and I think no, Chris Heston's okay, but he's cooled off and not getting out lefties, so I like... Like Lucas Duda against him. Um, Carlos Santana gets Rowan Asilias, uh, switch hitter, but likes to hit lefties, prefers lefties. And the Indians are weirdly hitting lefties this year, too. So, Carlos Santana can do just fine. Um, I had Evan Gaddis here at first base, which again depends on your format, but I still like him also. Uh, Eric Hosmer gets Trevor May. Are you, I, I know you probably believe in Eric Hosmer. What do you think of Trevor May, though? He's just like a honestly, number three, number four try- starter. I was trying to think of a comp for Youngman earlier, and May's not a bad one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy who could strike out a little under a batter per inning. Uh, his walk rate occasionally uh, creeps up there. This year, he's done a lot better with the with his command, and uh, it's really helped his numbers uh, against the Royals. I definitely have him as a guy to exploit rather than a target. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, I was using him; got good results out of him. So, uh, you know, he's one of those guys who's kind of on the fence between uh, starter and exploit. Mm-hmm. And uh, what other first baseman you got that I didn't mention? 
I actually liked uh, Kendry's Morales more than Hosmer. Oh, okay. Uh, so, you know, still sticking with that same game, but I do like uh, Morales. Uh, also, don't mind Ryan Howard at uh, Great American Ballpark gets Anthony DeSclafani. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, David Ortiz has grown quite cheap. He's up against uh, Miguel Gonzalez at uh, at Camden Yards, which is just a fantastic place for lefty power. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another option that's grown quite cost effective and could easily hit two home runs. Sure. Uh, some other kind of just guys to keep track of, I guess. Uh, not quite as exciting as some of the other options. Uh, Yonder Alonso versus uh, Mike Fultonevich. And then I also noted uh, Brandon Bell against Noah Syndergaard. You actually, uh, you're willing to take a guy against Syndergaard? Or do you just I, like Brandon Bell? I, I don't mind taking a guy if he's good enough. Belt's just barely on the, the right side of good enough mm-hmm. uh, in that case. Uh, as I mentioned, it's definitely not nearly as exciting as some of the other options at first base. Yeah. And with his cost, I don't see how you end up making that pick. But... Uh, at the same fun. time, you could go with a Giants fade tonight. They have yeah. enough lefties. There's that potential to use them. Yep. Um, that's a lot of options at first base. I had one yes. sneaky pick. I almost never go cheap at first base, but uh, one I would at least look at, Mark Reynolds at Jorge De La Rosa. And mm. Mark Reynolds is definitely a boomer bust guy, one of the, the biggest boomer bust guys. And... His best potential is against lefties, and he gets to go to the course field and gets Jorge De La Rosa. So, if you wanted to go cheap at first base and make sure he's in the lineup, and he should be, Mark Reynolds could uh, could do good things. It's a it's a good matchup, good place for him at first base. So, definitely. I don't, yeah, I don't often have many sneaky first base picks, but that's <laughs> mine uh, today. So keep an eye on him if you want to save there and go expensive elsewhere. Second base, I only have three second basemen today. Uh, and I started with Neil Walker against Youngman, who uh, is a switch hitter but likes to hit righties the most. And I don't know. Again, I, there aren't a lot of... The Pirates are kind of frustrating as a stack, kind of like the Orioles, where you don't know really where to go if you wanted to fill it out. But I think Neil Walker is a, a good guy considering his position. So I like him. Jose Altuve gets Carlos Rodon. Uh, he's a little less likely to, to rack up the strikeouts while trying to hit a, a guy with good stuff. I think he can also take his walks and, and run, and I don't know. I don't know to explain why Jose Altuve is good. He's in Chicago <laughs> and uh, can take on Carlos Rodon. And then Howie Kendrick gets Robbie Ray, which is a platoon advantage, and Robbie Ray is an interesting guy, but... At this point, certainly has potential to give up a bunch of runs to the Dodgers. So I like Howie Kendrick as a part of that. Could be batting cleanup um, just in the middle of that. And it's the platoon advantage, which is not that huge deal for Howie Kendrick, but it could be a problem for Robbie Ray. Uh, do you like those guys, or do you have any issues with any of those? I have all three of them on my list. I also have D. Gordon against Mark Burley uh, up in Toronto. Okay, um, you don't mind the lefty on lefty? No, I, I don't because it's Mark Burley. He's yeah. kind of a special case. Managers even have for years been trotting out lefties over righties mm-hmm. uh, to face him. They feel like he's got a bit of a reverse split. The way he throws is a little easier to follow mm-hmm. uh, if you're a left-handed hitter. Uh, so I don't mind that it's lefty on lefty. Um, you know, it's not terribly exciting at the same time. Uh, standard Igor re- uh, recommendation, you're looking for multiple hits, not 
really any kind of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guy I noted was Chase Utley against Ace Clefani. Okay. Uh, Utley, I know, you know the season numbers look bad. Uh, if you split his season right in half, and I know that's arbitrary endpoints, uh, but if you split it in half, uh, that second half is above league average numbers and standard Chase Utley numbers, like a 280 average, like a 330 or 340 Woba. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very solid production. Um, he's going to be at Great American Ballpark, which has a 124 park factor for left-handed home runs. Uh, could definitely get into one today. I, in a standard Roto League, uh, lost my second baseman. Daniel Murphy got hurt, and I went to the waiver wire because I had no other second baseman on my roster. And sitting at the top of second base uh, was Chase Utley. And I looking right at that batting average that is solidly under 200 and been like, man, I'm about to put this guy in my lineup, but he's the best option sitting there. And I just got to remind myself, you know, you're picking up a guy for what he's about to do going forward, not what he's done so far, and just reminding myself, like, Utley's not going to maybe be Chase Utley, but he's not, he's, he's not this bad. He's not cooked, you know. At least that's what I tell myself as I put him in my lineup for 15 days. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I like him in, in Cincinnati, sure. He's, he's going to be cheap. He's driven his price way down. And I think, yeah, you're right. There, there's still some left in the tank there. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Is that it for second base? It is. All right. Uh, who do you got five at th- names today. Yeah. Who do you got at third base? I only have four at third. Okay. So start with Chris Bryant against Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing as with Rizzo and Montero. It's a guy who's been a little homer pro. Bryant's obviously a big homer threat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you add them two, two together, you got a shot at, you know, maybe a double and a home run, uh, three R- RBI, some kind of big game that, uh, can really, uh, bolster your squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, also like Todd Frazier against Aaron Harang. Uh, it's more of a ballpark play than anything else with Harang being the fly ball pitcher at a, uh, a band, band park, uh, band box. So it's just a, a, a nice situation for Fraser. Uh, really good at hard hit contact. Uh, that's kind of what's driven his breakout over the last year and a half. And he's looked even a little bit better than last year this season. So there's a lot of potential for power today with him. Uh, also like Mike Moustakis against Trevor May. Uh, platoon advantage, top of the lineup with uh, the Royals. Uh, not too much to uh, not like there. Uh, there's not too much potential for power. Uh, that's probably the only caveat with Moustakis, but his price is pretty cheap too. So it's a good play. Cool. Was that three names or was four names? That was three. Okay. Uh, the other name I listed was Giovanni Urshela. Uh, okay. He's a righty. He's going to be up against Ron Aselius. Uh He's with the Indians. They just called him up for today. Yeah. Uh, should be taking over full-time duties at third base. Uh, maybe Mike Avila split some time there, but uh, mostly going to be Urshela. Yeah. And do you like him? Are you an Urshela guy? Uh, he's His his profile is high contact, a little bit of power. Uh, I, I wouldn't expect the world from him, but he definitely looks like at least a league average type hitter. That's that's going to be helpful. It's weird to see them give up on Lonnie Chisholm, but at the same time, I get it. I, oh, yeah. I totally get it. It's It's been long enough. Yeah. Uh, I had most of the names you had. The two I didn't. Justin Turner gets Robbie Ray, which is the platoon advantage, but 
I mean, actually, Justin Turner has shown reverse platoon splits, but he's had kind of a weird career in terms of mostly partial playing time, so who knows exactly what that means. Um, but it's Robbie Ray who, again, I think is worth uh, stacking against uh, for the Dodgers. They can do big things, so Justin Turner can do fine. And then Martin Prado gets Mark Burley. And Martin Prado has never been that impressive and is not doing particularly well this year. But he's still hitting lefties. He's always hit lefties and is still doing it this year. So he could be part of that uh, Marlins stack in Toronto. So I like Martin Prado, actually, at third base. Is hopefully a cheaper option to get in on that. And one note with Turner. I think he got something with his knee. I think he got hit on the knee or something. Uh, had some swelling. Uh, so just make sure he's in the lineup. Uh, he might get a day of rest just okay. to get that swelling down. I did not see the Dodgers game, so I missed that one. But, yeah, that's a good note for sure. All right, shortstop. I had four names, which is a lot <laughs> for, for a shortstop. Um, Adani Echeverria also gets Mark Burley, and he's been hitting like crazy this year. I'm not saying I buy it. I still don't think he has a great bat, but so far so good this year. Well, he's, it's a BAPIP thing with him. Yeah. Yeah, it's all just if the hits are going in or, or not, and that's driven up all his numbers, um, which is fine. I mean, I not, don't necessarily believe it, but it's certainly not a bad sign. Uh, but he's been particularly good against lefties. He's another guy yeah. with platoon advantage and, and likes to hit lefties. So, yeah, you're not hoping for that much power, even in Toronto. But a guy that can be part of a stack that's worth attention, for sure. So I don't think you'd be crazy to go with him if you're looking for a shortstop. Uh, Micah Vilas gets Ruinus Elias, always worth mentioning. When he is facing a lefty, he might get more playing time now, uh, in Cleveland also. But, yeah, if he's in the lineup, and he should be, I mean, he gets a lefty, that's a, a good shortstop pick. Um, gotta talk about Carlos Correa, who's now up and, and came up and had his first game, got Chris Sale to start his career. Lucky him. <laughs> um, now he gets Rodon. He's right-handed. I don't know that much about him as a DFS guy. I just know that there's a ton of hype and he should be able to hit. Uh, these guys that are up and are fresh, yeah, we don't have a lot of data on yet, but would you consider Correa against Rodon? I, I definitely would. I'd think of him as roughly comparable to the 2014 version of Christian Yelich. Uh, so you should expect a bit of a bit of skew towards ground balls, not as extreme as with Yelich. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll, it'll affect his ability to tap into his raw power. Other than that, he should be a high contact guy, uh, some walks. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good fantasy profile. Probably a top five uh, shortstop. Yep. And it should go without saying that if he's sitting on the waiver wire in your league still, one, I don't know what's going on in your league, and two, <laughs> you need to you need to grab him up for sure. Uh, he's, yeah. And Rodon, part of me is like, Rodon's gonna throw stuff that he hasn't seen much of yet, and that could be trouble. And part of me is also like, Korea's really advanced, and could do just fine and maybe draw some walks against that as well. And like I said, platoon advantage, so. Um, and my last name is Johnny Peralta at Jorge de la Rosa. And that's a platoon advantage, and that's in Colorado, and it's against a lefty. We've talked about how Peralta's actually been a little bit better against righties, but this is also one of those where maybe just Jorge De La Rosa struggling against uh, against righties so much might be a bigger deal here. I don't know. Johnny Peralta's more than solid, and it's 
Jorge De La Rosa in Colorado. So I like that. We, we've been talking about him almost every day, but in Colorado, that's, that's a good place for him. Um, yeah, do you have that, any short stops that I missed? That course field effect's fantastic for Peralta. He's yeah. so good at just spraying the ball around, mm-hmm. uh, finding gaps. That's uh, definitely a high potential game. My only concern is his actual price tag's quite high on both, both of the main sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, can be a limiting factor, especially if you want to sneak in one of the aces from today. Yeah. Uh, a guy like Corey Kluber, even Dallas Keuchel is a little bit cheaper. So that's my only concern, I guess. Uh, the sure. other options I'm looking at for shortstop, and I have a few, uh, Jose Reyes against Dan Heron, uh, a solid hitter versus a decent pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nothing to get too excited about, but there's potential for some, you know, hits. Uh, he had that three steal game the other day, so it looks like his legs are feeling good. Yeah. He's been hitting uh, well since he returned. Also, don't mind Jung Ho Gung against Jungman. Uh, same kind of story. It's not that exciting of a matchup, but it, there's potential for it to be more than solid. Uh, I mentioned earlier that there's uh, kind of a, I'll call it a underdog giant stack available against Noah Syndergaard. Uh, Brandon Crawford's part of that. Uh, game's at City Field, and that plays well for lefty power. Uh, that's Pretty much all you're looking for out of Crawford is hoping he gets into one. Uh, he does have that power for about 15 a year. Uh, so that's the goal with uh, a Crawford play today. It's just a one home run, get out of there with uh, one for four day, a couple strikeouts. Yeah, that would make him worth his price for sure. Uh, the other one I noted was Jose Iglesias versus Lester. Uh, good contact guy. I'll uh, put some balls in play, put some pressure on the defense. Uh, could rack up a couple hits. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, again, part of that Tiger stack where it's not really hard to say where things might come from, but there's a lot of right-handers there that could, could beat up Lester. So again, it's kind of like Echeverria where you're just trying to get a, a cheap shortstop. It'll be part of the action. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, a lot of shortstop names. No, more than we usually do. Yeah. Unu- unusually deep today. Yep. And then, uh, let's look at the outfield, which is almost always deep. Um, I started with some, Orioles. Adam Jones against a lefty, which is a platoon advantage for him. He's another one of those Orioles guys that doesn't necessarily uh, has weird reverse splits, but he's, he's pretty close to even. He can just hit everything. And he gets Eduardo Rodriguez. And we like Eduardo, but the, I don't know. It, it's worth noting. And uh, Delman Young against Eduardo Rodriguez. Delman Young's still hitting lefties. I think that's the thing he can do. He doesn't have many baseball skills, but that one is, is hidden lefties. So he would be a cheap pick for you that I think is uh, not the worst. Not the worst if you need a third outfielder or somebody cheap. Like you said, if you want to use one of those aces. I have Gregory Polanco against Taylor Jungman, uh, hopefully leading off and could be a big help there. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton gets Mark Burley. Gonna cost you, but Giancarlo Stanton doesn't get to go to Toronto very much, and he got to hit a big home run and a couple doubles on Monday against Brad Hand. Now he gets, uh, no, sorry, not against Brad Hand, against Marco Estrada. Uh, right. <laughs> teammate Brad Hand. That same, I just remember that day, uh, Brad Hand at Marco Estrada. I was like, who boy? It's a little <laughs> picks to make here. And Stanton delivered against Estrada. Yeah, a couple doubles, a home run. Um, yeah, now he gets Mark Burley and gives him the platoon advantage, so he could earn his money. Uh Marcelo Zuna 
same idea. Marcelo Zuna has been pretty okay this year, but pounds lefties. Likes to hit lefties, and Mark Burley is, you know, a veteran, but has been slowing down this year. So Marcelo Zuna could do real well. Um, I like lefties against Mike Fultonevich. This could be an okay start for Mike Fultonevich because the Padres are mostly right-handed. You mentioned Yonder Alonso. The other helpful lefty bat would be Will Venable, who's been playing kind of okay. So if you wanted Will Venable against Mike Fultonevich, I don't think he'd be crazy. That'd be another cheaper pick. I mentioned how Chris Heston can't get out lefties, and that makes Curtis Granderson an okay guy. Uh, a lead-off guy and reliable pop, some speed. Not going to wow you, but is capable of contributing. Just kind of a, a solid roto producer now. Alex Gordon gets Trevor May. Again, I like those Royals uh, lefties in Minnesota. I wrote down, do you like Randall Gritchuk against Jorge De La Rosa in Colorado? I, I definitely do. It's He's a nice power hitter. He's got a bit of swing and miss in his profile, so he's a little risky for DFS play, but at, it's just it's a solid situation with cores. Mm-hmm. Uh, could definitely lay into a couple. Yep, and that's a yeah, platoon advantage for him, also with a righty hitter. And then my last two, a couple Dodgers right-handers. You see Puig is back. He gets Robbie Ray. Uh, to an advantage, even though I'm not sure that Puig cares, but that could, that could help against Robbie Ray. And then Alex Guerrero, who should make it in the lineup against a lefty. And if he does, uh, he's, he's definitely cooled off, you know, I mean, he's, he's having a weird season, but he should be in there and can hit, uh, and can hit a lefty. Uh, Matt actually took Mike Bolsinger yesterday, just basically on the belief of him getting run support against the D-backs, and that worked out for him as they beat up uh, Ruby De La Rosa. So I could almost see that again against Robbie Ray. Uh, they hit le- they hit righties better than they hit lefties, but I think they can still they can still hit Robbie Ray. So Yeah, they, uh, they still do fine against lefties, and now that they have Puig back, it should look even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's my list of outfielders, plenty of them. Hopefully I didn't knock way too many off your list. <laughs> uh, who else do you like, Brad? Probably a controversial option, or maybe it shouldn't be. Uh, Charlie Blackman and uh, Carlos Gonzalez against Michael Waka. Okay. Uh, Waka's obviously a good pitcher. Uh, Course Field has some strange effects on pitchers, especially with their stuff. Uh, they lose some mm-hmm. movement, uh, some predictability. Waka's a yeah. changeup pitcher, which tends to play fine at course. So, mm-hmm. kind of kind of playing two angles there. Uh, there's the potential that he. You know, loses the fineness of his location and gets into trouble. Uh, there's also potential that he's just fine and doesn't have any problems. Uh, yeah. Still, I wouldn't shy away from two lefties against him. Yeah, he's also just missing so many, you know, fewer bats. And... Oh, yeah, that, that is the main issue is his ERA is not in line with his peripherals right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've used him a couple times. And I've observed him a couple more times. And the same thing seems to happen every start. He just marches through five or six innings. Uh, they send him out for the next one, and he coughs up, like, three runs. Uh, the lead's gone. Uh, he's out of the game. He went from looking like you're going to take home a good chunk of money to battling for yeah. uh, just uh, anything. And he, he, he's he been doing that all year. It's really frustrating. I've stopped using him in DFS for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has that shiny 8-1 record, but I don't think you and I believe that right now. 
in terms of level of performance. Well, the, the Cardinals offense is really good at good providing run support. That's just a nice OBP group. Uh, they get on base, uh, they knock each other in. It's reliable day to day. And then their bullpen's the second best in the majors. So yep. that also helps. Yep. Um, yeah. Any other outfielders for you? I don't mind what we talked about before with John Lester. I don't mind going after Jonas Cespedes, uh, JD Martinez, or Rajai Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of look at it as a fill-in spec today more than something you want to go out and explicitly target. Sure. Uh, <sighs> stacks are weird things. So with the Tigers, everyone's so used to using them that whenever a lefty gets on the hill, I expect that people will still trot out a lot of Tigers against John Lester. It probably makes a lot more sense to go in another direction today mm-hmm. because it's just... It's not a percentage play, and when you're not making a percentage play, you want it to at least be uncommonly chosen. So if it does go off, you have an even better shot at making money. Right. And I, I don't really see those two things lining up today with the uh, Leicester Tigers matchup. Yeah. Could line up with the Astros against Rodon. Uh, so George Springer, Jake Marisnik, two outfielders who... Mm-hmm. Uh, have pretty decent potential. Um, Marisnik's obviously a much lower ceiling guy uh, than Springer, who could turn around a three homer day on a- yeah. any any given day. Uh, so I thought I read that Springer might have been uh, a little bit day to day also after yesterday. So make sure he's in the lineup too. Yeah, that that might have been what I missed. I'll take a look real quick. Yeah, we're we're not we're definitely not all on every single guy, which Matt has called me <laughs> yep. out on my my share of times. So yeah, yeah. Um, some some guys can slip through the cracks. That's why there's two of us doing this. Yeah. So yeah, keep an eye on him. Um, but yeah, I like him as a pick if he's in for sure. Yeah, definitely. He's good with platoon matchups in general, so that's a, not a bad day to use him. Uh, good ballpark too for power. Mm-hmm. Also, don't mind Josh Reddick against Nick Martinez. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a straight platoon play against a kind of mid-tier type pitcher. Yep. And Cole Calhoun against Nate Carnes, a fly ball pitcher. Uh, Park's not great for power, but Cole Calhoun's a nice hitter. Could definitely rack up a couple doubles, maybe even a home run. Yep. Yeah. I, I keep using him as a, a one-off, just plug-in. He's batting cleanup. It's... Uh, you can't ask for too much more when a guy's cheap and batting cleanup and in a lineup where Albert Pujols and Mike Trout are hitting ahead of him. Yep. Yeah. Even with their struggles as a lineup against Fridays, I could see him. him do, I like Cole Calhoun. I tend to like him for sure. Um, any other outfielders or is that about it? Uh, that's about it. I mean, there's plenty of other options you can go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, guys like Mookie Betts, uh, Lorenzo Cain, they're out there today. Uh, it's, it's just a good day for kind of mediocre-type matchups. Yeah. Uh, you know, things that maybe you are looking for a, a like a sneaky hook, and that's why you're picking that guy. There's, as I mentioned at the outset, there's not too many plays where it's just, oh, I have to do this. It's just so obvious and should produce so many points. Yeah. Uh, you're not looking at those kind of plays today. Yep. Okay, um, let's look at some pitchers to wrap this up. Um, we have, I started with Francisco Liriano against the Brewers. 
which, again, they're righty strong, which you think might be an issue, but they've struggled this year, and Francisco Liriano is just too good, I think. So it's maybe not a perfect matchup for him, but I could see them doing fine. Also, um, do you like Masahiro Tanaka against the Nationals? It's in Yankee I Stadium. I did not note him today because he's up against Max Scherzer. Yeah. So I actually it, just crossed both of them off because of that. It's, yeah. It's a you game to, where you, you can't take any hitters. When you're play, when you you're just kind of ignore that whole game. Yeah, it's when you're paying that much for a guy, you have to get a win. Yeah. And they match up pretty evenly. Yeah, that's a, that's kind of both. That's a game. All the hitters can ignore them, and then it's pitchers that kind of cancel each other out, too. I can see them doing fine, but yeah, it's hard to go near that. My field of streams pick is Nate Carnes against the Angels because he kills righties and he doesn't go deep in the games, but should be able to to handle them. And they struggle against righties so much that I could see him doing fine. He'll be cheap. Um, hard to put your whole your whole belief of your whole stack on him, but something like DraftKings where you pick a couple starters, he could be a good cheaper side. Uh, do you like Aaron Harang against the Reds? I I don't care for the stadium. Mm-hmm. I think he just gets by and sits in Spike Park as it is. Yeah. And Great American ballparks even worse for home run power. Yeah. I I just worry about it. And yeah. a couple guys like Joey Votto. Yeah. Uh, there's Jake Bruce who could do some damage too. There's mm-hmm. multiple ways for the Reds to get to him and knock him out of a game early. Yeah. How about uh, Anthony Desclafani on the flip side? Matt and I talked about him because... That was Matt's pick last week, and he managed to not strike out a Philly batter last week. Yeah, so I, I kind of feel the same way about Desclafari as I do about Harang. Uh, he's done a better job this year at limiting the home runs uh, mm-hmm. than Harang, but I don't know. It's He, he doesn't really have enough strikeout ability. Mm-hmm. really scare me. And then the Phillies do have some guys with power. Uh, you have Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, Michael Franco in the middle of that order. Mm-hmm. And they could do some damage. Yep. Um, I have Noah Syndergaard against the Giants. Like, you know, there's a few guys to avoid in that lineup, but Noah Syndergaard's been good so far. I, I could see him doing just fine. And it's a mostly punchless lineup. Uh, so he could be fine. Corey Kluber gets the Mariners. Would you pay full price for Corey Kluber? I would if I could afford it. So yes. that would be a situation where you know, I pick out a stack or two that I like, uh, start to build a lineup, and if I happen to have cheap guys, then maybe I would go with Kluber. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, if I put together a Philly stack against Desclafani, which uh, always sounds ludicrous, but it's definitely an option that works today. Yep. Uh, it's very cheap. Uh, that that's a situation where you could maybe cut costs on one of your outfielders or something and sneak Kluber into the lineup. Yep. Um, I have Chris Young at Minnesota, and I almost picked him as my fellow streams pick. I think if you are a Chris Young believer, this is a good place for him. Uh, it's, it's a nice, spacious field, and the Twins aren't that scary against righties. So uh, not enough strikeouts there to have a high ceiling, but I could see him as a sneaky, cheaper pick that could... Work his way in his scoreless frames. I don't know. It, it, it's not one I'm excited about, but one at least worth mentioning. Um, Sonny Gray gets the Rangers. If you're going to pay full price, and you will for Sonny Gray, Rangers actually are not a great matchup, but you could also see him doing fine. I don't think he'd be crazy. If, if you like Sonny Gray, I could see him doing okay. 
And then um, Carlos Frias gets the D-backs, and Matt went with Mike Bolsinger simply because, you know, he's okay, and he gets the D-backs who are not great, and he'll get plenty of run support. And I could see another cheap win for Carlos Frias, you know, as the, hopefully the Dodgers blow up Robbie Ray. So he's worth mentioning also. So it's a number of cheaper options. Um, you have any comments on like Chris Young or Carlos Frias? They're perfectly fine plays today. Yeah. Uh, definitely you're Not looking exciting. at getting the win more than a dominating outing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking for a real shutdown, I like Dallas Keiko a lot today. He yeah. faced the White Sox just like a week ago. Uh, nine inning shutout, 11 strikeouts. The White Sox have like a 45 WRC plus against left-handed pitchers. Yeah. Just completely futile. And he could definitely just go repeat. Yeah. That's not, not as many strikeouts as you want, but if he's throwing a shutout, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's uh, another really nice situation for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cool. I don't mind Anibal Sanchez against the Cubs, even though I've picked out a lot of Cubs hitters as options today. You mm-hmm. can go in the other direction, uh, count on Anibal to not give up a home run for once, yeah. and uh, pick up strikeouts against that strikeout-happy lineup. Yep. Uh, same goes for Carlos Rodon against the Astros. Yep, they like to whiff, so that could definitely be a thing for uh, for Anibal and Rodon. Those are both, uh, yeah, good strikeout matchups. Risky ones, but it's very risky. Matchups. They're definitely GPP plays. Yep. Uh, okay. Is that it for pitchers for you? It is. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's plenty of options today that we covered. Uh, anything else you want to, you got before we get on out of here? Weather shouldn't be too much of a factor today. Uh, twins game might see some late rain. Uh, that's the only one that looks like it could see a delay at all. So we should have a nice 15 day game slate. Cool. Cool. Yeah, big busy day with lots of options. Hopefully uh, that was helpful for you guys as we ran down through all those. Um, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. like to hear from you guys, getting good feedback on the show. That's always appreciated. Uh, Brad is on Twitter at BaseballA-Team. Brad, what have you been writing lately? Mostly the Daily Grind? Uh, focusing on the Daily Grind, uh, different columns, uh, DFS picks all over the place. Uh, so, a lot, a lot of DFS work these days. Mm-hmm. So if you want to read what Brad has to say instead of listen to it, make sure to follow him on Twitter and uh, check out what he's been writing, especially uh, here at Rotographs. And, uh, yeah, that should just about do it for us. Anything for you to add other than weather stuff before we get out of here? No, that's it. Cool. Uh, well, for Brad, I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.